Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're about to hear is Christ, when for us you were baptized, ELW 304. Welcome to Sing to the Lord, a podcast about Lutheran hymns. And this week we have Zachary Brockhoff back with Lars Olson to break down um, this week's hymn of the conversation today, Baptism of Our Lord. Yeah, so we're starting this on the Baptism of Our Lord. Zachary, why did we choose this hymn for this day of the year? And why are we starting with this uh, for with the baptism of our Lord. Yeah, one of the, uh, I guess, most honest ways I can answer that is that there are a good number of hymns from which you can choose. Um, right. you, you have a, a bit more luck here than, uh, you know, a random summer Sunday in August. Uh, the 25th Sunday after Pentecost, you'd have to do some fishing. But here, uh, baptism's a topic. Lots of people have written many things about 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 baptism. And of course, Jesus' baptism um, is even more specific. It gives us it gives us more to to talk about. Many people um, are going to reference uh, this particular weekend as the beginning of Jesus' ministry when he's baptized, and so it seemed the right time to uh, to begin this podcast. Um, of course, this is also a weekend where you start to link Christ's baptism with uh, our own, uh, and um, and so there's a variety of angles from which you can approach this uh, this Sunday and uh, hymns you might choose. Right. If only we had started in the summer, we could have sang about bread for all those times. Well, We'd that's have all true. Those one of those, one right. of oh, those would coming. do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about this hymn. Um, Christ, when for us you were baptized. Sure. So uh, you heard a little bit of this at the beginning, and um, it's it's a hymn, uh, obviously, that deals with the baptism of Jesus. Um, it's one that was written for a specific purpose. A lot of the hymns we'll talk about were written, uh, somebody scribbled it down, and uh, it, it, it gets um, sort of... Um, taken care of over the years with committees meeting and saying, should we keep this one or throw it out? But somebody specifically requested this hymn uh, to be written for the baptism of Jesus. Um, it first appeared actually in the uh, hymnal 1982, um, which is uh, comes from the Anglican branch of um, our Lord's Church. And uh, it's new to the uh, red hymnal, uh, Cranberry hymnal we use in the ELCA, um, hymn 304. Um, so, uh, they specifically asked for him based on Jesus' baptism, and this is what they, they got out of the deal. Um, and it's relatively new. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite an, uh, an, a good hymn. What, um, what would you say this hymn offers more than just a retelling of Jesus' baptism? Sure. Well, um, first, it does a pretty good job uh, in four short stanzas. It's a pretty short hymn. Yeah. Um, 
talking about what goes on in uh, during or around Jesus' baptism. The interesting parts, though, are where it breaks off from maybe what Scripture says and um, uh, simply what Scripture says and, and gives you a little bit more. They start to add a little bit more uh, opinions. And so this is the Anglicans invading the Lutheran hymnal here, and, and they actually have something pretty helpful to say about, about baptism. Yeah. Um, one of the things that struck me, um, it's fine to say that in, in the first stanza, it says, Christ, when for us you were baptized, God's spirit on you came as peaceful as a dove and yet as urgent as a flame. Well, one of my first questions was, what in the world does, um, does this hymn writer have any business talking about what the spirit's doing? Um, uh, but... I think we can understand that in a couple of ways. It's not just that the Spirit's there and, and sort of descends. That's the peaceful moment and God actually speaking, right? right? You are my beloved son, giving the promise. But then the urgency here is, of course, where this sends Jesus out into ministry to actually die for the sake of the world. This is, I think, the the two-pronged approach to what, what they're after. Um, and so... Uh, that takes a little bit of explanation, right? So whether you give that in the in the bulletin or perhaps that's something you you reference in the sermon um, as a as a preacher, I think that only supports what the congregation then turns around and has to sing. I mean, you hardly hear a sermon that doesn't say after Jesus' baptism he's driven out into the wilderness. These things almost go together in some they sense. Do, yes. Or if you don't, if you don't hear it on baptism of our Lord, you hear it later, first Sunday of Lent, right? <laughs> right, that these things are linked, and so um, there's an urgency to this. The the it's really interesting because the the dove is often taken just as the symbol of peace, right? Right, but it doesn't really say that there's just this kind of peace in the water and Jesus just sits there and takes a bath, right? Sure, right. Uh, no, the, the, there is this urgency at Jesus' baptism. And then, of course, the spirit is also connected with the flame, not just with the dove. Um, and so yeah. uh, it, it, this is playing with that to say the, the spirit isn't just kind of like this peaceful calm that you feel, but is the actual Holy Spirit that is bringing peace to the world through the urgent ministry of Christ. Right. Yeah. The other thing I love about this hymn is just the first line. Christ, when for us you were baptized. Sure. That's not quite uh, scriptural in terms of Jesus' baptism, but if that's absolutely why he's being baptized, is right. for us. Right. Not for him, but for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a helpful first stanza, I think. Um, the remaining stanzas um, tell us a little bit more about why Jesus is baptized gets a little more specific about why he's baptized for us. Right. And I think the 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 real um winner of the stan- of of this hymn, the stanza that is most interesting is the last one because it it's it shifts away from the narrative and becomes a prayer very quickly. Um baptize us with your spirit, Lord, your cross on us be signed that likewise in God's service we may perfect freedom find. And I think when you first hear it, it can start to sound like you're going to find perfect freedom in God's service. Well, um, I've worked around, lived around, and worked around the church long enough to know um, the church is far from perfect. And oftentimes when I go to work uh, during the week and even on Sunday morning, there's not a whole lot of freedom. Uh, I don't get to show up and do whatever I want. Um, 
and and you know the church is far from the perfect place to work. So what in the world? I mean, maybe the, the Anglicans have a better deal going than than the Lutherans. But <laughs> what are they what are they talking about here? Um, and there you have to go back to the the second stanza where it talks about Christ as God's servant. I think it's the only way I can make sense of of what they're what they're going for here. Um, that Christ is God's true servant. And then it tells us exactly what, uh, what Christ is, has set out to do. It says he's sent to proclaim the reign of heaven. So where you find the perfect freedom is, is not in uh, going to serve God in as many ways as you can find, but to actually hear the reign of heaven or the promise of heaven proclaimed in your ear. Um, and you can spin that out in so many ways, make that real for people, obviously in their own baptism and where God has given them that promise. Um, and that's where you have perfect freedom. Right. In the promise. In the promise. Yeah. So it, 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 poetry is weird that way and hymns sometimes get, get things turned around in right. order to, in order, in order to make the, the meter and the, and the message happen. But you're, you're getting it exactly right. It is the freedom that comes now so that you can serve freely rather than under, under obligation. Um, somehow baptism has now freed you from the bonds of having to do all of these things and go to a job that you hate. Right, you right, have to right. be there because somehow sure. God's going to be mad at you rather. No, in baptism, you are freed from all of that to hear only his promise and then to go into service joyfully even to places that maybe are hard for you. That's the actually the promise that of baptism freedom, into the world. Freedom then service. Not forced to be service supposedly into freedom. Right. Right. Well and I think it's why the fourth stanza begins that thought in a way by saying your cross on us be signed. Exactly. It's in the cross where 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 the freedom is. It's sort of hinting at it. But to your point, when these things are flying by at eight AM on a Sunday morning <laughs> and you're half awake anyway, you know um, that's part of why I think this podcast could be helpful for people. Um, so that when you get to the point and you might be singing this hymn, uh, you have a little more to go on and, and, and can absorb this in a different way. But not only you as a lay person, but you as the preacher. Oh, to, either, either If you way, can pull right. that into your sermon to right. say, remember what we just heard from, right. from the organ, from the piano, from right. wherever you're, you're playing here. Right. It's perfect. Yep. Yep. So there are other hymns about baptism. Um, we've talked about why this one is a good one to choose. What other suggestions might you have, Zachary? Sure. Um, so uh, each week we'll we'll provide uh, a whole list of hymns, and as I mentioned, baptism uh, provides a great deal from which to choose out of a variety of of Lutheran hymnals. And we'll try to give those options. So where something overlaps, um, ELCA to LCMS or or whatever. Um, from one Lutheran to another, we'll list those. Um, because there are so many w different ways you can speak about baptism and the, the sermon may have, uh, may land in a specific place, you want to be giving thought to this. And I, and I would think of that especially around uh, sermon time, right, as the hymn of the day or the sermon hymn, take your pick how you want to title it. Um, so one might be uh, like, like this is, specifically picking up Jesus' baptism. Okay, Christ went for us, you were baptized. Another one you'll see on that list um, is one uh, that will speak, uh, as Luther does, um, about baptism as a once um, and for all time event at the font to which Christians are to return uh, every day, to remember baptism, 
Um, that's uh, Remember and Rejoice um, in this hymnal, uh, ELW 454. Um, a slightly more uh, contemporary uh, take on the topic of baptism um, uh, comes from uh, a Minneapolis uh, poet, um, and this comes in the in the form of the hymn "O Blessed Spring," number four four seven, and um, that that specifically references baptism as something that lasts through all seasons of life. So through uh, through the time when an infant perhaps is brought to the font, or uh, through the difficult days of of uh, youth, <laughs> and um, and and of course in death, um, and then. I can't believe I'm saving this till the end, but um, but Luther's uh, uh, hymn on baptism. Uh, Luther wrote a number of hymns um, around uh, uh, the small catechism, and of course he he picks up baptism in the catechism, and so his hymn uh, uh, to Jordan came the Christ our Lord um, is is longer. Uh, certainly, as many of Luther's hymns are, but uh, really picks up not only Jesus' baptism, but then uh, the the teachings that Luther lays out in the small catechism as well. So there's no one way uh, to to approach this particular day in terms of hymnody, and you can you can come up and mix and match the way you need uh, to to support the message you're looking to preach. I wish most of the hymns were longer so that you would. Come to love them, hate them, despise <laughs> them, and then uh, be captured by them yet again at the end. Yep.